The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten, he wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold, and the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. All right, well, that worked out perfectly. So, welcome all to uh, another Panic Attack with Big John. Gonna talk Raiders football, in case you couldn't tell by the, well, by the fucking video headline you clicked on. Uh, That was stupid of me. So, hey, uh, remember to like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. If you're watching this just because it was a Raider video... I do politics, pop culture, and Raiders football, and wrestling, so mostly politics, though. But anyway, so I had to <coughs> kind of get on here and talk about the Monday night football game and just thoughts and feelings and, and things about how the Raiders played. They played great the first quarter and a half. And then, you know, Andy Reid started doing his thing, and the Chiefs started making adjustments, and the Raiders let him back into the game. And I'm like, oh, here we go. You can't sleep on the Chiefs. Um, it's that plain and simple. Uh, Andy Reid is one of the great coaches uh, of all time, and you can't sleep on him. And I've never understood this. If my team's doing 10 out of 10 things well, or one or two things well, and credit to the Raiders' defense, they did get at Patrick Mahomes a lot and either pressured him or sacked him. Uh, Condor had two sacks. Max Crosby uh, and a lot of pressures they did a lot of safety blitzes, double safety blitzes uh, and I mean, played as well against Kansas City, one of the best offenses with one of the best, maybe the best quarterback in football I know Tom Brady's got all the rings but Patrick Mahomes is going to be up there very soon with Tom Brady, I have a feeling. Sadly, he's in the Raiders division, but uh, he's going to get his fair share of Super Bowl rings. So, the Raiders, we might as well say they're on a losing streak. I know they won last week against Denver, and that's great. Denver was, you know, supposed to be the number one or two team in the division, uh, and Russell Wilson may be showing his age a wee bit, 
But Russell Wilson's still great, and it was still a great win for the Raiders. They should have won this game. Uh, There were stupid penalties, as usual, stupid mistakes. We'll get to the Devontae Adams shove in a little bit. That was post-game. I'm going to talk about the game for a minute or two or ten. The biggest thing to me was they had a chance to get off the field. Casey went for a kickoff uh, on the special teams. One of the, or they went for a field goal, pardon me, not a kickoff. They went for a three point field goal, right? One of the Raiders defensive linemen on the special teams, a guy that doesn't play much, he supposedly held an offensive lineman so that one of the other Raiders could get through and block the kick or attempt to. I don't know why that's a penalty because basically what I saw was he blocked the offensive lineman. But they called holding on the defense. Kansas City gets the ball back now because it uh, created a first down. And I just look at it like, all right, same old Raiders, a dumb fucking penalty, stupid mistake, and now here we go. The other thing that's sticking out to me is Josh McDaniel's decision-making. I'm going to say this. They let... Josh Jacobs dominate the game like they should have and open up to the pass through the run. Now, before, you know, in other games, McDaniels said, hey, we've been so far behind in these other games that we weren't able to run the ball a lot. But Josh was just out, all out beast mode. I'm a little disappointed to see Kenyon Drake not still on the roster. I think him, Zamir White, and Jacobs would have made a much better running back room, but it is what it is. They signed a few other people, and so they were able to, uh, probably for salary cap reasons, uh, get rid of Kenyon Drake, but I think he would have been a much better asset. Uh, Zamir White, though I like him, he he isn't doing the greatest at the moment, although he's a rookie, but still. The other decision, the two points versus the extra point field goal. I did not understand this at all. You know, tie the game and play for overtime. It's a simple concept. uh, And I don't understand why the Raiders didn't do that. Uh, They could have won in overtime. Take away the bad calls. Take away the, uh, and I mean some bad calls by the refs. Uh, I think Devontae Adams was inbounds, but with that uh, catch on the sidelines. There were times when I felt like it's the Raiders versus the Chiefs and the refs. 
But still, the defense was holding its own. I know Kansas City scored on several straight drives, but going ahead by one point makes no difference. And to me, that's like a rookie head coach mistake. But Josh McDaniels is not a rookie head coach. It's that simple. He's not a rookie head coach. He coached in Denver and was supposed to have learned from his mistakes there. And he said he was, you know, at the time he was too young to be a head coach and blah, blah, woof, woof. All those things. It doesn't make any sense. You know, you've got an elite offense that's doing, playing well. You've got <clears throat> one of the best kickers in football. You can go to overtime and win this. It was really simple. And even after that stupid uh, two-point conversion instead of the field goal, they got the ball back with a chance to win. Now, the other bad call I saw was when Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams ran into each other. And bad call, I mean by the refs. The Chiefs defensive back was holding Devontae Adams for about 10 or 15 yards. And that's why the timing was off and they couldn't get the ball to Renfro and they couldn't get the ball to Adams, who probably, had he not been blocked, essentially, the whole 10 yards or however many yards he went before him and uh, Renfro collided, had the DB not been blocking him for more than five yards, they're not allowed to put hands on you after the five yards. So where was that call? And you can say maybe all the referees saw was the two receivers run into each other and fall. You can say, well, they didn't want to decide the game with a penalty. Well, they were willing to decide the game with a, a bad instant replay call. And change that call. Basically they said that Adams had his feet in. But then he took one of his hands off the ball. <laughs> what the fuck? That's not that big of a deal. He still had control of the ball with one hand. If he's in Green Bay. that's an, He's in bounds on that catch. I guarantee it. There's no doubt about it. I don't think there's Raider bias in the league. Now, here's something good out of this. This team cannot be shaken. After what they went through last year and how they gelled and they won 10 games, made the playoffs and won for each other and for their coach... Uh, they won't break apart. They won't falter on this. 
they are going to stick with each other and stick with the program and the coach. Uh, this is one of the most character-laden teams I've seen, even though they do make some dumb mistakes on and off the field. Uh, but they don't fall apart under pressure. They don't turn on each other in the locker room and things like that. They stick by each other and they stick by their coach, which is phenomenal. So there's a lot of positive with this team. Tim Brown tweeted out that with what he saw from the Raiders last night, he thinks they can win every game from now on and make the playoffs and make some noise in the playoffs. I think so too, but it's going to be hard. They're now at one and five, so they have to essentially win out and only lose one game from here on out to equal last year's season. Uh, that's going to be damn tough in the AFC West, but they can do it. They have the talent. I, I'm a Raider believer. So, all that being said, it's going to be tough. It could be an 8-8 eight and eight or a 9-7 and seven season. And frankly, I'm just fed up. I don't really think they should have ever left. They should have never changed. There's a part of me that says they should have never changed from Jack Del Rio to John, or yeah, John Gruden. I said it. When they signed John Gruden with the team they had in place, I'm sitting there going, you know, we're a star running back away from a Super Bowl team. And what did he do? He started letting people go, trading people. You had a great wide receiver duo in Crabtree and uh, no, I'm not gonna, Amari Cooper. He got rid of them. They still could have signed, uh, you know, Darren Waller in free agency. That's how they got Darren. So you could add Cooper, uh, Cooper Waller, and they still would have been able to draft Renfro. I'm sure uh, they would have still been able to draft Josh Jacobs, but. They made all these stupid decisions. Um, the wide receiver they had last year that killed somebody in the car crash, he was phenomenal. He was a great draft pick. He just did something that was really dumb, made a human mistake, and ruined his life. But a lot of things could have been done with that team. Even if you'd switch GMs to Mike Mayock, and not Reggie McKenzie. Uh, and Reggie McKenzie was known as a safe drafter. He only drafted people he knew would last or be, you know, good NFL players. Not take a chance on a guy with questionable character or a guy that, like Colin Cleland Farrell, pardon me. Uh, that was a shock when they drafted Farrell. And where is he now? He's second string, you know. So 
nonetheless, players are staying positive. I think the Raiders will fight through this. I'm an optimist. I think they can run the table and win out. And I think they can beat every team in their division. In all honesty. You know, they're losing games by an average of one point or something ridiculously low number. They're not getting blown out. They just got to learn how to, when they get a lead, finish. Or not let the other team jump out to a lead and have to come back. So let's talk about the shove from hell. Uh, this kind of pissed me off and disappointed me in Devontae Adams. It's not in his character to do this. So I don't think he's going to be a problem player. Uh, like he said in his post-game comments, uh, he first he stopped the the media access, they call it, and said, uh, I have to apologize for what I did. I did something stupid, blah, blah, blah. And I know in that moment when you're frustrated with yourself, you're frustrated with another close loss, bad calls by the ref, the... the uh, supposedly bobbled pass when he should have been uh, a catch and he was in bounds, and then the missed call where he was held going down the field that caused him and Renfro to run into each other. Those are all, you know, bad things. We'll see what... Suspension the league hands down... It will be a worse suspension as a Raider than it would have been if he were a Packer. <laughs> I'll guarantee you that. Uh, but this is something unique, and I, I'm glad Josh Josh Jake or Josh McDaniels, pardon me, is a wise coach. He's a good guy. Uh, he just needs to make some better decisions. And he said in a quote. I support Devontae wholeheartedly as a human being. As a person, he's a great guy. I know that was an unfortunate situation. We obviously don't want any of our guys doing anything like that. He knows that. He's very well aware of that. But I know the person, and I don't think there was any intent behind it on his part. But the NFL... But whatever the NFL asks of us, whatever they need from us, obviously will comply. But we're kind of uh, in a wait-and-see situation at this point. Uh, also important to note, the cameraman is claiming injury. The Fox News says, while walking to the tunnel after running into his own teammate on the Raiders' final play of the game, Adams shoved a man to the ground before walking away to the locker room. A spokesman for the Kansas City Police Department told the Kansas City Star Tuesday, or on Tuesday, 
that the man, a photographer at the game, filed a police report later that day claiming he was pushed to the ground causing injury. So the cameraman sees dollar signs. <laughs> uh, it was a good shove. I mean, well, a bad shove, but a, a hard shove is what I meant. Uh, he didn't need to do that. It's stupid. I'm disappointed in him. But did it was it enough to cause injury? I mean, possibly, because the cameraman was carrying like a a tripod or a, a camera stand, something you would sit the camera on, and obviously he was carrying cameras and probably you know a lot of uh, camera equipment, lenses and things like that, depending on what kind of camera it was. So. Yeah, you know, he probably did get injured. Was it more than a bump or a bruise? Yeah, I'm sure it was only a bruise. Uh, but, you know, he's probably thinking, well, um, one, he's probably pissed off. And is like, I'm calling the police. I'm, or I'm, the police are all around the stadium. I'm getting a cop and going and pressing charges. But he's also thinking he's going to get paid, I'm sure. Uh, so... Hopefully, I know Devontae Adams being a celebrity and a superstar is not going to get jail time out of this. It was very, if anything, it's a low, low, low level assault. Although you'll probably hear like, oh, this could be a, you know, assault level 69 and he could get 67,000 years in jail or some bullshit. He'll pay a fine to the city. The cameraman will probably <coughs> sue him in court and get $100,000, even though the cameraman's probably thinking millions. And after the cameraman's attorneys get done with it, he'll probably get like five bucks. So we'll see where this goes. Disappointing and. Devonte Adams, out of character for him. Uh, I could see him shoving a KC player, and um, you know it's possible that he was he was pissed, you know. And here somebody runs in front of him, and he just reacted. It wasn't like he premeditated. I'm going to beat up anybody that gets in my way <coughs> on the way to the locker room. Uh, overall, the Raiders had a good game. The Raiders have had good games. They're just coming up short. Uh, either, you know, every team does it. They either get behind or they get ahead and they don't keep the lead. Uh, but the elite teams can get a lead and bury the other team. The Raiders are not doing that. You know the other side is going to make adjustments. This is why I was talking earlier and I got off track. If you do something five times and it works, you know when you go back for the sixth time to do that same play or uh, package or whatever, eventually the other team's going to say, oh, they're doing that and it's causing us a problem. We're going to change what we're doing. And you know Andy Reid is the best at this game of strategy. So... You've got to strategize, okay, this worked 9 out of 10 times in the first half. We're going to have to change what we're doing in the second half. Or at least 
after you see at one or two plays where Kansas City has figured out what you're doing on defense or what you're doing on offense and they stop you, you then have to go, okay, we're going to have to change up our strategy as well, go to plan B or do this or that. And that's what McDaniels and this coaching staff, excuse me, are supposed to be good at. You know, situational play-by-play, you know, putting in different players, different schemes for each situation. Uh, And they're not really showing me that right this second. So hopefully the team gels over the bye week and Devontae Adams' suspension is not more than a game or two. It should not be more than a game or two with a fine. Uh, Darren Waller is disappointing me. Uh, I remember players playing through injuries left and right when I, I was growing up in the 90s. And it seems like every time Darren Waller gets a, a hangnail, it's like a major injury. He left this game with a hamstring. You know, we didn't see what it was. Yeah, when he's out there, he's the best tight end in football. They've got to find more ways to get him open. Just like they're finding ways to get Devontae Adams open. And Derek finds ways to find Devontae when he is open. Or even when Devontae's not. And even when Darren Waller's not open. You can find ways to get him the ball. But he needs to go through an entire season without a, you know sitting out for a damn injury for five weeks. And it's an, they're always, to me, they seem like injuries that aren't severe. And McDaniel said, you know, when uh, Waller left this game, it wasn't anything he thought was going to be a long-term injury. Really, we're we're leaving the games over cramps and maybe pulled muscles. You know, take a shot, wrap it up, put some icy hot on it, and get your ass back out there. You're a freaking football player, a modern day gladiator. Play the fucking game, hurt. All right. So God bless you guys. After I've cursed you out, God bless you. Thanks for watching. Watch again. Until next time. Pray for each other, and the autumn wind is a raider. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache, he growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold, and the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Yeah.